Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayon Still Color Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hicks, and today's guest is Sharon Herkins. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Shelly. I'm so thankful that you are having the courage to share your story today, and I know it's going to be a blessing to many. As a teenager, even though Sharon grew up in a pastor's home, I'm also a PK, (laughs) she got involved in the occult. She lived a double life for three years but God intervened and rescued her. I'm getting teary-eyed just reading the opening statement. (laughs) The journey towards healing was slow and difficult, but God has been faithful, and she's going to share her journey with us today on the episode. So, Sharon, thank you so much for sharing. I know this is a topic so many people need to hear about, especially parents, but um, just start off by sharing with us, what did the broken crayons in your life look like? Shelly, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I really do believe this is as much for parents as what it is for teenagers wanting to delve into the occult. My broken crayon looked like darkness, fear, Mm. insecurity. I I grew up a beautiful little whole child. I was saved at a very young age and loved God with all my heart. Mm. Then when when Satan came into my life and I had had the experience, Fear gripped me in such a bad way. I couldn't sleep with the light off anymore. Mm. I couldn't um, go into any dark spaces. I struggled to sleep. I had no peace. I was living in constant, constant um, turmoil and fear. I feared everything in my life. It was just a very, very dark time. And yet, whenever I wanted to share it with my parents, they um, poo-pooed it. And I think it's just a parent nightmare that you don't want that to happen to your child. Or back in my day, there wasn't such a thing as um, nervous breakdowns or psychological disorders, or that wasn't something you discussed. So there wasn't medicine, an option for me to go for medical help or anything like that. Yeah. So my my broken crayon was fear. Now, tell me a little bit more. You said when Satan entered, what did that look like or what happened? What was that point for you? My cousin and I were we were playing a paper game. We were playing words on a, on a page. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the pen started writing on its own. I held the pen and the pen just continued to write. Mm-hmm. It said, hi. And I, and I let the pen go and my cousin looked at it and she, she picked up the pen and it said, hi, my name is Peter. And we didn't hold the pen firmly. It was just resting on our fingers. And I know this sounds crazy, but... When I came to America and I lived as an adult, now I'm an adult, I heard about these things happening, that this actually does take place. So when I thought that this was maybe my imagination or, you know, when people would say, no, you were just, um, you were doing it. Mm -hmm. No, I was not doing it because I didn't know about the occult. I didn't know about Satan or any of those things. So he, he drew me in very carefully and very subtly. There was no mask that, that appeared or evil. Right. Yeah. He just started with a nice open 
welcome. Well, and now you're an author, so words, you know, you know, yes. he threw yes. you in through words, which is probably something that is, you know, is your thing. Now, did that continue to happen or what, what happened? Like, what was the process that continued to um, transpire? Yes, the, the writing continued and they would eventually leave us written um, notes. And what happened was um, they would start to mess up our room, you know, po um, poltergeist would start to happen, activities. So um, my cupboard doors would start to fly open, things would go missing, um, the bed would rise, we would be sitting on the bed and we would say some words and we would, and the bed would start to lift. As a teenager, this was the coolest thing to happen. I couldn't tell my mom because she would again say to me, I'm talking nonsense. Right, yeah. For the first year or so, everything was just fun. Everything mm -hmm. did with us was fun and we started a relationship because you know little girls at that age we want the male um, we want a boyfriend and I lived on a farm I didn't get to know boyfriend I didn't get to know boys yeah. how old were so, you at this time I was I was 13 13 okay yes yeah, so I so desperately wanted to get married and all these good things were happening and they they were giving us opportunities to communicate romantically oh interesting yeah, so what would you say was the lowest point during that three-year period? When knives started to go missing mm. out of the kitchen and appeared on my bed, um, suddenly beings would appear. And um, that started to really scare me, but not really, because we were so drawn in at this time already. Mm. The there used to be a car that used to suddenly start driving down the road, you know, come around the corner and chase us. And we would be running and then the car would just disappear. I know this sounds kooky, but it really did happen. And then the lowest point was when we were going to get married to these, um, whatever they were, spirits or demons. And, of course, I wanted to get married and I wanted to wear a pretty dress. And they said at midnight they were going to knock on the window and I must open up the window, but the light must be off because they only deal in darkness. They only work in darkness. And we had our little hair done. We had our nails done and we had pretty dresses on and we were waiting. And I was facing the window and we were sitting in the middle of the room. My, my cousin had her back to the window. And at midnight, now we lived on a farm. There were no cars riding around at midnight. Right. There, there, was, <laughs> there was a road that passed by the window. And at midnight, the knock came on the window. And just before I went to open the window, I looked up and a car suddenly came out down the road and the headlights shot on this awful, awful um, being. I can see it to this day. It was the worst, uh, hideous thing that I could ever think to, to exp there are no words to describe it. And I suddenly screamed and put the light on and I said to my cousin, that's it. This is from Satan. Wow. So you, I, you woke up at that moment. Yes, I woke up and I said, I want nothing to do with it. She was mad at me and we never spoke for many years. Um, in really? fact, wow. we only, only connected now recently again. Mm. So what, what, you know, that sounds like it was probably the turning point for you. Yes. But what transpired to really like to bring you to where you are today? Well, they, after that, um, 
I, the darkness, uh, I was still afraid of the darkness. I couldn't, my mind was always struggling with the things that I'd seen, mm-hmm. um, the apparitions that had appeared, the bedlifting. I was always scared that they would come into my life again. And, and they did, they did try, but somehow God put people in my life. I always continued to go to church, and God put people in my life that um, spoke words of encouragement. They didn't know about my, my dealings at all, but they would always emphasize God and his hope and no fear, no fear, because I was so afraid of everything, mm-hmm. and they would try to get me to break this fear. So... That was really, and then I met my husband, and he was seriously into this kind of thing where you break the bondages. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was wondering if you went through anything like that. Yeah. Yes, and he helped me, and he helped me um, confess everything to the Lord and mm-hmm. ask for God's forgiveness and ask God to come into my life <laughs> again, you know. Mm-hmm. So from there onwards, uh, I started to focus on the light and gave myself permission mm-hmm to believe that I was worth anything that God would want to still continue to um, work through me. Yes, and now you're a pastor today, right? Yes, I am, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so what a masterpiece, you know, that God's created out of that craziness. And I think sometimes the people that God really has called to use in powerful ways, the enemy comes in strong, you know, to steal, kill, and destroy, it says in John 10, 10. I read a book called Bondage Breaker by Neil Anderson. I think that's a great book for someone that is struggling with this. Do you have any other resources or things that you recommend? Bondage Breaker is excellent. Um, Mm -hmm. Neil Anderson is excellent. No, I don't because sometimes, you know, it gets a little crazy. People, you know, get a little kooky out there. Yeah. (laughs) If someone would want to contact you and ask you some questions about your experience, is there a way for them to contact you? Yes, my website is shadowwayministries.com or they can email me at Sharon at AOL.com. Awesome. So shedawayministries.com if you yes. want to connect with Sharon. And, and it is a very real thing, even though it sounds like so fantasy you know it sounds like you're in a fantasy movie it's real and so what one piece of advice or encouragement i want you to actually give two so i want you to give one piece of of advice and encouragement to a person who is has been exposed or is in that themselves right now and then one piece of advice and encouragement to parents who suspect maybe their children are you know um involved in the occult the advice that i would give to people who are wanting to delve into the occult is don't believe the lie mm. that that um, that the power you can have is everlasting. He will destroy you. Satan only wants to kill us. As you mentioned that scripture in, in John 10.10, 10. he does not have any hope. His plan for us is to kill us and to kill anything that God wants. So be careful and don't uh, just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, he, and, and he will come in looking looking good, and it yeah. will, will seem fun, oh, fun yes. at first. Like you yes. said, like, you know, there's a lot of shows coming out that are about magic yes. and this and that, yes. and it seems good and fun at first. Yes, yes. And then later is where the bondage yep. really becomes Definitely. more apparent. And Definitely. then what advice would you have for parents? Please listen to your kids. If they say that something is moving in the room or 
um, they're hearing voices or they have an imaginary friend that doesn't seem like, you know, I know teenagers or kids do have imaginary friends, but just be careful of the friend. Mm. Um, listen to your children and don't ignore them. Pray with your children at night. And if your children are afraid, help them through that fear that there is no fear in Christ. Greater is he who lives in us than he is in the world. Parents, please listen to your children. And so if they're listening to them and their children says something to them, um, do you just do you just recommend they just, you know, continue to pray for them, get counseling? Like, is there anything specific after that that you would recommend? You can speak to your pastor about it mm-hmm. and their Sunday school teacher. But what really helped me was because people don't want to don't want to believe you know, that this kind of stuff happens. So you might find that people start to avoid the child or something like that. So, But praying with your child, teaching your child to, to um, resist the devil, mm. teaching your child that these things, that there is a darkness, that there is the other side of life. It's not the worst thing, but their hope and their confidence is in the light and, the, and Christ. Christ yes. is the answer. Amen. <laughs> Has there been a specific scripture that has really meant a lot to you through this journey? Yes, John 10, 10. (laughs) Um, Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the fullest. And Satan only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, when I read that scripture, it jumped out at me so. Mm. And it has become one of my life verses. Jesus wants us to have a life of fulfillment. And so now I am his masterpiece. Wow, what a powerful story. And I just pray that it really helps many people either make sense of what's been happening to them or maybe to empower them and to help them with what's going on in their home with their children. And so thank you so much for being willing to share and to speak out on this topic that a lot of people don't really tend to talk about in the church. Thank you so much, Jenny. Yes. And in closing, you know, that you're just such an example of how God can take our mess and turn it into a masterpiece. Yes, I am now a masterpiece and I'm God's masterpiece. Amen. Well, I pray all of you listening to this interview today were encouraged and blessed. If you or someone you know has a powerful story that you would like to share on the podcast, please apply at shellyhits.com forward slash story. We would love to feature you. And thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.